This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. It is Amy, and I'm solo today. Katie cannot join us, and we miss her. But I am here with the fabulous Ella Lucas Everett. Did I pronounce that? Yeah, rhymes with favorite. Oh, Averett, favorite. I love that. Okay. So she is a businesswoman. She is a part-time triathlete, which is amazing, a keynote speaker and host of the On Air with Ella podcast, which we'll probably do a, a pod swap with in the future. And that is a show for anyone looking to live better, feel better, and have some fun along the way. Ella claims her greatest superpower is trial by error. We can totally relate to that. And she loves to bring her audience along with her in the pursuit of living our very best life one step at a time starting now. And this really resonated with Katie and I when we got connected, Ella, because like your mission is very similar to ours, which is why we were so excited to talk to you or we are so excited to talk to you. And it's just so great meeting other women other like-minded women that are in this, you know, sort of self-care, well-being, balance worlds um, in that realistic, down-to-earth way, which is just like kind of what we're about too. So um, for the audience, Ella and I connected through Chief, which is a network for senior executive women. I had Denise Guerra on the show a few weeks ago, who was also from Chief. So I'm loving all of these fantastic women that I'm meeting through this network. Without further ado... Welcome to the show, Ella. Hey, Amy. Thank you so much. And thank you to your listeners for letting me sit in today. I appreciate it. Yes, of course. Everyone will be so excited to hear from you. So give us a little bit of your story and kind of um, your podcast has been around for a long time and your business and all of these things. So kind of tell us about your point of view on well-being and and what you're working on right now. Yeah, well, it has to be said that I started my podcast, gosh, in 2015 before everybody and their actual uncle had one. Um, Mm -hmm. We love it, but it was a different world back then. And I started it because I listened to a podcast or two and I was super inspired to bring health and wellness to not not to bring it to the masses, so to speak, but to make it more accessible because I had this belief that wellness could be, should be, and would be more accessible than profitable. Um, And if we kept it simple, and if I could bring experts who actually knew what they were talking about to others, you know, that that's really what motivated me, Amy, I am not a health guru, I'm not a trainer, I'm not any of those things. I'm a businesswoman. As as you said, I make my living in corporate consulting. (laughs) Yeah, not the same world. Um, But for me, I was at that time just turning 40 and it was more important to me than ever to kind of stay on my game. And I had really like, I had been a triathlete for about 10 years at that point. And so I was super, honestly, probably the fittest I've ever been in my life and feeling really good. And frankly, feeling like it was easy even. And it motivated Mm -hmm. me to want to bring sort of the secrets and the biohacking and wellness tips to my community and create a community about that. Funny twist about that. 
Um, it's not always easy. Sometimes you go through ups and downs. Sometimes it's about more than what you look like. Sometimes it needs to be way more about your mental health or how you're feeling or what your energy is like. And, and I learned all these lessons along the way, Amy, over the past seven or eight years now. And my community has come along with me. So that is a long way of saying that it started out as kind of um, health and wellness as a lifestyle, but it was sort of code for fat loss, if you will, a little bit, mm, a little bit. Mm, yeah. And now much more into a, a much more robust definition of what wellness means for women. Um, many, many, many more issues that we care about to live our richest, fullest lives. And that's about way more than our gene size. Yes, I 100% agree. And it's so much, it's so much how Katie and I think as well, because this whole point of being accessible and realistic. But before we do this, I realized I forgot to do our Nirvana of the week because it is, it is Friday. And I think both of us are running a thousand miles per hour. So we need to take a step back and talk about something that brought us joy this week, something that kind of put a smile on our face, big or small, whatever that may be. Let's just ground us before we continue in the conversation. Cause I feel like we need to do that. So I can start. So my Nirvana was actually this morning. I've been running a million miles an hour. It's just that season, right? Where it's like kind of headed towards the end of the year and everything's crazy. And I have like a thousand things going on just like everybody else. And I was talking to my husband and he's like, you know what? We actually recently bought an infrared sauna, which is amazing, but I haven't even used it. And I'm the one who wanted it. And he's used it every day and he's feeling really good. And he's like, what? why don't you use the infrared sauna? Like, chill out, like go in there and relax. And I was like, no, nah, I, I need to like get into a routine. I need to do it at night. And he's like, just go in, just warm it up and go in. I'm like, okay. So I worked out, I went into the sauna and I was like, okay, I'll do, I'll go in for a quick 20 minutes. Like I don't have time. I went in, I ended up staying in at 40 minutes and I felt so good afterwards. My body was like, thank you. It was like, it, it was such a shift in my mindset, in my body. And I was like, this feels amazing and I need to do it more. And I walked downstairs to my husband. And I'm like, thank you for encouraging me, encouraging me to do that this morning because I feel a thousand times better. So that brought me joy this morning. What about you, Ella? Oh, if only the listener could see my face because Amy, <laughs> mine was, okay, sit down, sit down, sit down. Last night, I, I could duplicate the beginning of what you just said, been running around like a maniac and not in a way that I think I deserve a prize. Like I actually mm -hmm. have learned right. that that is not how I want to live, but it's a season that I'm in. So here we are. Yes. And I got home from a business trip late last night and Amy, I got into my infrared sauna and that was going to be my Shut sauna. <laughs> It's gonna be my nirvana. This is you. insane, by the way. I've never had the same nirvana as someone, and that's crazy. okay. This is synchronicity. So many things happening. This is like I haven't felt like crazy. myself in three weeks. And by the way, anyone who's gagging right now because they're like, "Must be nice." I have a story about my infrared sauna. But first of all, I am dying because that is absurd and hilarious. That's really, really <laughs> crazy. I'm, I'm kind of freaking out. But right I now. haven't been able to exercise. I like to move my body every single day. And I just came out of three days of complete sedentary living, like bad road food. I mean, just 
everything uh, I don't want in my life for the past three days. And I walked in and I walked into a home where my husband happened to be and I kind of dig him. So that made me super happy. And then I went downstairs yeah. and I baked in my infrared sauna and I felt like a completely restored person. And I felt so grateful. I was just drowning in sweat and gratitude. And funny story about that though. I just want anyone right now who's just rolling their eyes at the fact that we both are lucky enough to have infrared saunas in our homes. Um, uh, when I moved, I actually live quite close to Amy in the D.C. area. And when I moved here, we bought our infrared sauna flat packed, brand new from somebody off of Facebook Marketplace who bought it and never used it. So I just want you to yeah. know <laughs> that I manifested oh, that. And if you want an infrared sauna, we'll have a manifestation for you as well and check Facebook Marketplace because that's where I got mine. And there's uh, that's actually a really good idea. And there's also so many places now that are starting to pop up that offer so many of those services. So I, I had tried it at a lot of those. Like there's a place near me called, um, I think it's Restore or Hyper Wellness or one of those. And they have sessions. And they also have, I don't know if you've seen it online, they have the ones where you can like, um, they're like portable ones. You can just like sit in bed and put it on your body and so heat up. You. It's, you know, yeah. obviously much less, um, much more reasonable option. But yeah, anyway, that is hilarious. I don't even know what to say about I that. I never so happened to show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's crazy. We're, we're totally linked. I love the whole thing. And that's why. See, same, same mindset here. This is why I'm so glad we have you on the show. So we were kind of talking um, prior to the show start starting about what wellness means in this world. And you were sort of alluding to it before. And it just reminded me like, or you were saying you were on a trip for three days and sedentary. And I know that feeling of going on a business trip and it's like the food and you're just sitting down and whatever. And I've also like incorporated wellness. I mean, I've been doing this for years without even like actually realizing it of when I have a business trip or when I have something, I'll go a day early and make sure that like I'm hydrated and I've worked out or I've gotten a treatment or something. So when I start those three day of meetings, I'm like grounded because I've noticed that when I don't do that, I'm a hot mess and I don't feel good, you know, or like I'll leave early if everyone's going out that night and I could uh, take a flight home, I'll go home. Cause I'm like, you know what? I just, I need that downtime. And I never realized it till I got older that like, I actually need quiet time and downtime, whether it's work, whether it's going to see friends, whatever that may be. And it's so important. And I think when you're younger, you're running, running, running. And then all of a sudden, like for me, I had migraines or Katie had, you know, it's so important to take that time. But anyway, I went off on a tangent. Yeah, well, I think there's a larger issue at play here for a lot of people. They're, they're at least, I'll speak for myself anyway. And that is that for many, many years, now I've owned a consultant company since 2003. That's a really long time. Okay, so I've had lots of yeah. my own iterations in that experience. And let me tell you, for the first, I don't know, 10 years, it was all hustle. And one of the deeper issues here is that I think that many of us, and certainly I'm sure some of those listening, Amy, tie this, I'm, I'm just jumping right in, but tie our worth and our perception of our worth to our productivity. So I, I actually right. have a, a, a hypothesis that, you know, if we do nothing more than untie our worth, our perceived worth, untie it from productivity and our appearance, we live a lot happier, a lot faster. Um, and frankly, that's behind a great deal of the work that I do. So I, the reason I said, you know, super busy week, but I'm no hero is because frankly, some part of me felt, 
you know, quite noble in the hustle for years and years and years. And it wasn't until my body about gave up on me somewhere midway and I started losing my health and my vibrancy and my energy and my body was all of a sudden the body of a stranger and I didn't recognize it anymore. And I started, I, I revisited a disordered relationship with food and I, like everything mm. was just completely out of whack for me. And I had to do that work, Amy, to start really pulling apart how I saw myself, how, you know, what value add, what, what use am I to the world if I'm not producing 18 hours a day, if I, again, I've gone on, but I think there's so much to be done here when we are accustomed to being rewarded for our achievement or our appearance. Some people both. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to undo there. And the sooner and faster we can untie those elements of that equation, the happier we are. So yeah, I, there's no yes. gold star. And it took me a little while to understand that. And I totally agree. And we've actually touched on this a couple times in, in our show with, with different guests, because this hustle culture, I can't stand similar to you. And I like to say hustle on doses where like, you know, you do stuff for a little bit, but then you come back and you put your foot on the gas and then you break. I mean, you need that. And I think the more it's talked about, especially in the corporate environment, the better, because we all know people, I know many, many people that are still in that mindset of like, oh, I have to work 18 hours a day to be seen, to be promoted, to have my boss. And there's a lot of like old school, you know, traditional thinkers that think that's the way to success when in fact, it's quite the opposite. Um, So it's a really good conversation and, and it's something that we should continue to like spread around because I think those who can balance this and who can do this in doses and are not like killing themselves are the ones that are ultimately going to be the most successful, the most happy, the most healthy, the most vibrant, so. the most in their nirvana, right? That is so important. And one thing that women can do for one another is have these conversations out loud because I, I right. think a lot of the times we go in sort of three phases. One is hustle, 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 you know, sacrifices seven days a week you're on, or you're, you're on, you're on call. <laughs> you know, if you get an email on a Saturday, you're replying to that email on a Saturday, for, for example. And then the next phase might be that you tone it down a little bit, that you check in with yourself a little bit, but you ain't talking about it. So you're not, you know, making a show of it. You're just trying to achieve some kind of balance. I'm in the third yeah. phase. I want to talk about it. I want to encourage other women. You know, one of the women I was working with this week is in her 30s. And I said to her, I said, actually, I don't want to be super specific, but let me let me change the names and the context. But I basically said, you know, you just said yes to something that you didn't need to say yes to. And forgive me for overstepping, but consider this, this, and this. And you don't have to show up at every dance you're invited to. Um, and... Right. And I could see her shock and awe that I said those words out loud. But you know what? You don't have to go to every party you're invited to. And what I think we should do as women further into our careers is start having these conversations because it's one thing to stop glorifying the hustle behind your closed doors. And it's quite another to kind of muster up the the, the courage or the transparency and say, you know what? Can <laughs> Let's have these conversations out loud and let's have them more often and let's have them with the women right. who are coming And let's up. have boundaries yeah. and it's yeah. okay and support each other doing that. Like, I mean, I stopped 
answering email, um, you know, on the weekends years ago, because I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I stopped. Well, I still email at night, but I try not to, you know, but you start to set these boundaries with yourself. And then others realize, oh, I'm not going to bother her because I know that she doesn't answer emails on the weekend. Or you could, you know, do the opposite, which is just like consistently go and never and never say no. And someone trying to think there was this um, quote I heard or listened to, or maybe it was even on my show, I can't remember. Someone had said um, about saying no to things. And it was like, if you don't want to do that right now, say no to it because you're not going to want to do it in two weeks. You commit to a dinner and you're like, oh, great. And then in two weeks, I don't want to go with these like 10 girls and have small talk and whatever. If you know right now, you're not going to want to do it. Do not commit. And it's been such a guiding principle for me because there's so many things I used to say yes to that. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm busy. I think the best thing we can do is lead by example and keep having conversations like this. A hundred percent. Okay. So you have, you have over, I don't know, 500 episodes, a bazillion episodes, and you've talked to a lot of self-care, wellness, productivity type people. What is like your favorite, I guess, I guess a few things like it's probably hard to answer this, but what are a few takeaways that you've learned throughout the years? Cause like you, um, you know, I'm not an expert, Katie and I are experts, but we talk to a lot of people that give us information and then we use that for you know, our own lives. So we're, you know, practitioners, if you will. So what have you learned that has really helped you over the years since you've had your show? Um, Great question. I'm going to answer it from two different ways. One on a very base level, like it is super fun to try people's products, to read people's books, to talk to me. So, you know, you get sent stacks and stacks of books sometimes. And to be able to consume that type of content and then have conversations with the researchers and the authors and the the people who did the work like that part's fascinating but also just learning about different types of products so like I have I do red light therapy because I have a red light hanging in my house I didn't know about red light therapy until I started my podcast I didn't know about infrared saunas until I started my podcast so that type of thing is super fun for wellness geeks but Love it. The thing that really, on a more meta level, the thing that has been my largest takeaway really is a bit of a twist. It is, I wish I knew when I was in my early 20s that nobody had any idea what the hell they were doing a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Amy, I have interviewed Olympic gold medalists and they talk about their failures and they talk about how they didn't know what they were doing. And I talk to people who have started, I talked to the woman who founded health aid kombucha and some people won't know what that is. And other people might be addicted to it. Like I am. And she her name's Dinah. And she started this in her kitchen. And I think it's valued at $500 million just like 10 years later. So a a moderate success story. And she had no idea what she was doing. Literally, she'll be the first person to tell you that. So I'll be honest with you, my largest takeaway and the thing I love to get to with my guests who have had raging success and very obvious success to the world is to really break down that there is no magic formula. And when I speak, this is, this is oftentimes what I speak about. And that is that Truly, it's not sexy and it might not sell books, but taking the smallest step toward the life you're trying to create is the secret to success. Because if you did that every day, instead of being overwhelmed by the large steps or the big leaps or waiting for motivation to land on you like lightning, if you took the smallest step every day, 
by degrees, your life is completely different six months, 12 months, three years from now. That's been the greatest life lesson for me. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. We've seen that too. And a lot of the entrepreneurs and founders we've met with, yeah, no one knows what they're doing until they do it. And then they give guidance because they've been through it, but no one knows what they're doing. And like everyone's figuring it out and that makes you feel better and also less intimidated when you meet certain people because no one really has it together. They're all figuring it out too. That's a great lesson. Didn't you used to think when you were younger, or maybe it's just me, just that like the super successful people or the people you admired, like they kind of, they probably were born with something that you weren't or they had something, some natural gift. Yeah. Some natural gift um, that you felt like you had to kind of find and it obviously came naturally to them or they were just smarter or savvier or something er than you. And it turns out, no, they just did the thing. So that they've gotten coaching. They've done this. They've done that. If you could talk to 20 year old you, if I could talk to 20 year old me, I would say, go do the thing, like do the thing you want to do, risk failure and do the thing that you want to do because nobody knows what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this is like a random story, but it's one that I remember and it's so minor, but speaking to the point of like when you're younger and you're seeing all these people and you're like, oh, they all have it together and they know everything, not realizing that they've gotten coaching in this and that to get to where they've gotten to. I was in someone's office when I was younger, a leader of mine who's so put together, so chic, like you never see this person fail, right? She's just like amazing. But I was having a meeting with her. We were, you know, chit-chatting. And I noticed like one of her nails was like chipped and wasn't done perfectly. And I was like, it was like, for some reason, it always stuck out to me. I'm like, you know what? She doesn't have it all together either because her nail wasn't done It humanized her. There you go. Yes, a hundred percent. So I always think about that. I don't know why. Because it's a a metaphor. No, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. You're right. Also, let's talk about how you balance because you know I'm in a similar boat and Katie too with with stuff she does outside of the podcast like how do you balance the podcast and I know how much work it is it's insane uh you know building that building your business being a good wife like all of these things what is your I mean no one has a secret as you said but like how do you figure it all out um I don't <laughs> but I do a couple of things that give me so much more peace than I used to have. Okay. And the first thing I do is I give myself a little bit more grace than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is probably because of some of the tools I'm about to share with you now. And one of those is to realize it for some reason, you know, how sometimes just super simple concepts stick in your brain and, and just really hit you at the right time. Well, I learned to look at my life in seasons, everything I'm trying to accomplish and or wherever I'm falling short. So it's really important to me to move my body every single day. That's important to me. Now, does that mean I do it every single day? No, but it is my default. So, you know, maybe it's five days a week, but that's because for me, it's not a decision that I wrestle with every day. It's a given. And so it happens more often yeah. than not. Right. So, so yeah. when I go through a period where I have three or four days where that does not happen, I used to just beat myself up. And I think that if shame were an effective strategy, we would all know by now that ain't it. So self-flagellation weirdly did not improve my life in any way. Um, So there I was still not moving, but now beating myself up over it. So when I learned how to think of my life in seasons, that word I really connected with and it changed everything for me. And I'll tell you what I mean. 
sometimes I go through a season where I have to really gun it out, like gut it out rather. And I'm working my tail off for 10 days, you know, these, these sprints, these spurts, and I'm not taking Mm -hmm. optimal care of myself. And instead of painting the rest of my life with that brush, I take a deep breath and I'm like, this is a very short season. Like you got this. Um, You know, I, you and I have tried to connect before and I just came out of a three week season that was a real bender for me and not a lot of fun. And again, years ago, I would have panicked. I would have um, self-flagellated, which would have led to bad behaviors to cope. You know, whether it was numbing Mm -hmm. out with food, everyone has the thing they numb out with. And again, mine used Mm -hmm. to be food and like a disordered relationship there. Um, And I would go to all these mechanisms rather than like just allowing the discomfort. And so when I connected with the word seasons, I'm like, this is a season of intense sprint work for me. And it will be over. And then sometimes I'm in a season where I can ride my bike three days a week, which is outstanding. And sometimes I'm in a season where my husband and I are so connected and we're able, you know, we have quality time together and quantity time together. And then there are other seasons, which we happen to be in right now, where we are just running at 800 miles an hour in two totally different directions. But instead of, again, painting our life with that brush, we're saying, we, we use the terminology. We say, oh, we knew this season was going to be like this. It's over. We know when it's, when it's over. It's over in two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we talk about it and we plan accordingly. So there's a lot in there because it requires an awareness. It requires intention and it requires a mindset. And what I used to do is just go, 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 beat myself up and then go, go, go some more. Oh, and right. cope. Cope. <laughs> right. No, that's so true. And then it's like, once the season is over, having the tools to then step back from the season. And I think you and I are very similar in that when we're younger, we didn't have the tools. So you just keep going and then you burn out versus now you're like, okay, to my point earlier, you can hustle on doses, but then you take the tools out of your toolbox that work for you. And then, and you know, you're going to have that at the end of that two week season or whatever it may be, which is the, which is such, which is like, I feel, I feel like you start realizing that when you're older and then you learn more and then these things help Trial you. and error, baby. It's my specialty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've just had... Katie calls herself the human scientist. Yeah, era, I just have so. failed on air for seven years. But, you know, and then sharing those and then we iterate again and we iterate again, Amy. But right, I was... Okay, right. do you remember the actress Jenna Elfman? I shouldn't say do you remember because I think she's yeah. on a show now that I, I think she's on The Walking Dead or something that I don't watch. Now. Yeah, she was but on she was um, Dharma. She, she was, was Dharma and Dharma. Greg. Yeah, Dharma okay. and Greg. So yes. I was interviewing her and she said to me, she had this great analogy. She said, I look at my life as a mixing board. So just picture like a DJ studio. You guys have seen it like in behind the scenes when someone's recording a mm-hmm. song. And she said, I picture my life like that mixing board that you see in the studios. And she's like, sometimes the bass is turned really high and the treble is really low. And she said, you can't have all the dials at 10 all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, something's got to give. So sometimes the bass is quite high and the treble's low. And sometimes you're able to pull the treble up and the bass comes back a bit. And I thought, what a, what a, grace to give ourselves to realize, Mm -hmm. and I have a model now that I work with that is the life wheel. And I just like to take an audit every once in a while. And I look at different areas of my life. So my career, my um, personal finances, my uh, spiritual life, my relationship with my husband, my social relationships. And I kind of, I sort of 
rate myself, I know this sounds so silly, on my on my wheel, and I use this with my community as well. And sometimes you're really high in some areas and it's never not at a cost of some other area. You're never a 10 right. everywhere. The goal is right. balance over time. I used to think it was balance in a moment. There's a huge difference. Right. So true. I was also reading that you do retreats and I think you just got off of one. So what is that? What What is that? What is that? Entail? Oh, those are super great. This is bringing my podcast community together. Oh, and we had a few chiefs mm. in this retreat as well, which was lovely. But bringing, bringing my community together, women only, no offense, we love a man, but I love, I love to create spaces for women. Retreat. Yeah, I love to create spaces yes, for women. it's the yeah. best. And the first one I did changed my life because... I had never invested in, I had never invested so heavily in deep, meaningful relationships with women because I'd been burnt a few times. And so when I had my first retreat, it was, you know, let's say, let's say 45 people. And we spent three days together that changed my life. It was as impactful for me, if not more so than it was for them. And then I was addicted and it was such a a wonderful community. It was fun. I laughed my face off and we, did some fun wellness stuff and we did some personal development and it was just like the best slumber party you've ever been to for three days. And you walked out with tools and tips and I was like, okay, more of this please. And so I've just done one, you know, obviously there was a little, a little global pandemic setback, but uh, just Mm -hmm. has, was able to hold my most recent one in Miami and it was smaller and more intimate and absolutely lovely and so much fun. And there's just something so powerful when women very age and background diverse, but when you are like-minded in the sense that you all want to be living your best life. And I don't care how cheesy that sounds because I'll own it, but that's why you're all together. The conversations that you have and the moments that you have and the learning that can happen between one another. Absolutely fantastic. Totally addictive. Highly recommend. Katie and I have been talking about this. We've mentioned it a few times on the show that we want to start doing Nirvana Sisters retreats in the future. So I'm glad to hear Bye. how uh, impactful <laughs> it has been for you. I will. We, we, we're going to have you as a special guest. We've already talked to uh, someone else that we've had on the show that we want to also join. So stay tuned for that. So before we get into our wrap session, Ella, I wanted to pick your brain on what are your favorite podcasts, knowing that you have your own. I'm sure you listen oh, to a lot. What are your favorite ones oh, lately? Oh, Lord. Oh, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I, you know, uh, what's it called? Impromptu question. <laughs> but you don't have to answer if you if it's too much on the spot as she's looking through her Apple no. podcasts or Spotify. Okay, this is so funny. I don't want to disappoint anybody. I love to recommend other people's podcasts and I love to amplify I, I love to amplify smaller creators like independent podcasts because like I said now it's just yeah. it's obviously a very crowded marketplace. But I'm I yeah. also have this weird quirk where I will listen to a thousand different podcasts because I'm listening as a podcaster. So I listen to topics I disagree with. I listen to Mm. subjects I'm not interested in because I'm listening for other reasons and, or I'm researching a specific guest. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity to amplify a super fun podcast created by two women. I think they're in their early thirties and they have created this thing together. And it's like a little pop culture gossipy, but wickedly smart. And it is called Celebrity Ooh. Memoir Book Club. Okay. Oh, I haven't heard <laughs> they of this. They would it die laughing so if they knew that I was recommending them because I am not their target market, I don't think. We're going to tag them. Okay, tag Celebrity them. Memoir Book Club. This. And they read celebrity memoirs, okay? And they are, they're both comedians 
and extremely intelligent women. And so them breaking down these as though they are English literature is hilarious to me. And they're very witty and very intelligent. And they added depth to these rather silly books a lot of the time um, with with an insightful point of view, but it's a lot of fun and it's an easy listen. Oh, that's so fun. there's, there's okay, my I'm recommendation. I'm definitely going to check that out. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check that out. Okay, so let's get into our wrap session. You ready? Okay. What is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? Okay. So I think we mentioned the infrared sauna, but I brought you a a prop. So everybody I know has like this 18 step facial routine. And I just use this stuff called best skin ever. And it's a completely natural oil. And I use it at night on my face and it's my, I have that and I love it. Yeah. Living libations. I love to pump them up. I've interviewed the founder a couple of times. I have zero affiliation with the company. I've been using it at night exclusively for a decade. Love it. Can't get enough. Don't you find that oil cleansing has changed your skin? It's changed mine. It's amazing. I'm addicted. It's like liquid gold. And I leave it on as a moisturizer after my face is clean. Oh, do you? sleep in it. Oh, okay. I'm going to try that because I usually put it on and then wipe it off. But I'll leave this. It's liquid gold. (laughs) Amazing. Do you use it at night? Or in the morning too, just mostly at night. Every once in a while in the morning, if I'm going to work out or something, and it doesn't matter if yeah. I'm tiny, but at night's best. Yeah. Okay. Five minute flow. You just got out of the shower and dried off. Your Uber is five minutes away. They just pinged you. What is your quick beauty routine? Like, what do you put on? What are your go tos? Your holy grails to get downstairs and get in the car. I mean, Amy, it takes me seven minutes to get ready on a normal day. So this is not. Oh my even- God. That's amazing. Is it though? (laughs) Because I don't know, like people do contouring. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do anything. So honestly, it's my everyday, which is moisturizer, slick ponytail. So I need, this is what I need in my life. I need lip balm. Then I need a lip gloss. Mm -hmm. I need a really solid hair tie and I need silver hoops. I'm golden. (laughs) I'm there. I'm early. And are you like a uniform girl? Like if you're going out, like do you have specific things you wear, like jeans and a t-shirt or whatever, or you wear different no, things every I, day? In fact, I, I wear I wear different things every day. I let my clothes tell me what they want to be, just like my hair. My hair is in charge of itself. Right. And honestly, right. I do this weird thing. I get intuitively dressed. It's so funny. I don't ever spend any time picking out my outfit. I walk in the closet and I like... I ask my intuition, what are we wearing today? And then I just do it. I know I do the same thing. (laughs) I I do the same thing, which makes it hard to pack for trips because I'm like, I I don't know who I'll be on Tuesday. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know how I'm going to feel. So funny. Okay. And how do you maintain your daily nirvana? Okay. Again, I give myself grace for not always maintaining nirvana. And two things I am learning to do more intentionally is breathe. And you think that sounds simple? Okay, then drop your shoulders wherever you are right now and take a breath all the way into your diaphragm, which is below your rib cage, and tell me how often you are intentionally doing that. Because it sounds so simple, but are we? Are we doing it? (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, that alone, I didn't realize I was taking shallow breaths, you know, for 15 years. I had no idea. So I'm trying to be much, much more intentional about that. And I'm trying to be more intentional about what I consume to make, to maintain my daily nirvana. And I'm not talking about food. I am talking about what I watch and what I listen to. So there's a lot of things that are no longer in my feed, whether it's Fitspo or other people's bodies in my feed Mm -hmm. and, or Mm -hmm. just like junk, um, just, you know, that total garbage that is 
you know, kind of all over the TV and all that stuff. So I'm very, very conscious of what I consume because it changes my chi big time. Yes. I, I feel you on that one. Okay. And before we um, close with a quote slash mantra, where can everybody find oh, you? Oh, you're so sweet. I'll keep this short on air with Ella. So on Instagram, you see a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on at on air with Ella. And then it's the on air with Ella podcast. Amazing. Okay. So Ella is going to bless us. She has a quote slash mantra to end the show. And I'm excited to hear it. I live by this and I didn't say it first. Arthur Ashe, famous tennis player from Virginia, said it first. And he said, in order to achieve greatness, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. And I would just add, start Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So good. Such a good one. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been great. Like, I feel like there's so much more to talk about, but thank you for being here. We really, really appreciate it. And I'm so excited that we connected because this has been such a great conversation. And I feel like there's so many things that are alike between us. So I love that. I can just feel the energy through the, through the virtual studio here. So thank you again. It's my pleasure, Amy. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.